Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk Podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very, very, very happy to be here. Junior, my brother, what it is, baby? What's up? Yo, I will now be referred to as Nostradamus, so please just refer to me as... No, I'm just kidding. It's a 50-50 chance. No, no, what's going on, man? Excited for this recap. Season's finally done. Lakers are no longer the reigning champions. I know Jay Hill is celebrating. So <laughs> we're here. We're here. Excited to get this pod going. Jay Hill, what's up with you? Yeah, man, it's always it's always a bittersweet moment when a champ's crowned. Uh, been through that that moment recently uh, enough times as a Warrior fan, so it's a good feeling. Congrats to the Bucks fans. But uh but yeah, it's a it's sad that the season's over. But I mean, what a crazy ending, man! Great season this yeah. year. Great season, man! What a great season, guys! You know, uh, cheers, cheers to the to to the yeah. NBA champion. Cheers to to Giannis. You know, finally got him one, man. So real happy for him. So guys, today what we got here is these game six take this game six takeaways. And for everyone that is is listening to us on. Uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, we are right now actually live on Spotify Green Room, and we have we have Jay in our in our, our room here. What's up, Jay? You were here in our our last Green Room, so uh, we're happy to have you back. Um, and yes, guys, so we got a we, we got a Spotify Green Room going here. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Jay, Jay said <laughs> the Kardashian curse well. lives on. It does. <laughs> He's not wrong though. He's not wrong. For real, huh, Jay? Hey, Jay, we're, we're we're happy to have you back. All right, guys. So, so this week we got, uh, we just we just witnessed the end of the NBA season, man. Uh, it, it like how Jay Hill said, man, definitely bittersweet. You know, we're happy to to know who the the twenty twenty one NBA champion is, but man, now we coming into the worst time of the year, man. No basketball. About to have some, no basketball, so very dry. But lots of off-season action coming up, though. Lots of off-season action, NBA man. NBA keeps us busy all year long. Especially mm. spe- especially from us over here at Clutch Talk. So make sure that you guys follow up and 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 tune in for every episode that we got coming in through the off-season. We got a lot of uh, team, uh, team guest interviews coming up. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that, man. But we'll talk about the off-season later, man. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's talk about... This historic, historic performance we just witnessed from Giannis Antetokounmpo 
way to make me look crazy, Giannis. Last episode, I was talking about Giannis might Giannis might not be a one A. Giannis might. I'm looking crazy now, man, because he just put a historical performance, man. Fifty points, fourteen blocks. I'm fourteen rebounds, five blocks, ninety four percent from the free throw line. Yes, ninety four percent from the free throw line, sixty four percent from the field, man. The seventh player in NBA history to score. 50 a 50 burger in the finals man so guys i'm i'm gonna be real with you the the way i set up my notes when i take the game is you know i, I take away the positive and negatives from 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 each each individual team and i i really have i don't have much to say for the bucks man it's just it's just Giannis Antetokounmpo man he had just one of those games where you can do everything that you want man but <laughs> you won't be able to stop that man so Jay Hill Jr., man, how are you guys feeling about this uh this this Bucks performance, but especially this Giannis performance? Hell of a performance, man. I mean, we saw it from from beginning to end. They were leading pretty much the whole game. I had they let to slip a little bit there in the second, but you know, reasserted their 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 dominance in the third. Actually, went into the fourth quarter tied up, but uh, really just took care of business when they needed to. Great on the defensive end pretty good on the offensive end as well. You know, I mean, at the beginning of the game, it was pretty bad offensively for both sides, but, uh, but uh, you know, they, they, they cleaned it up and they were able to, you know, get lots of second chance opportunities. I saw the Suns actually clean up a lot of their mistakes, which is why it was actually such a close game, despite the book kind of, you know, putting up not his usual D book numbers. So because of that, you know, I just have to give a lot of credit to, to the Bucks for being able to contain Devin Booker and contain the Suns and, you know, Close out, close out game six. There was a statistic that I saw before the game that said um, in game sixes, teams that are have the three, two lead and they're playing game six at home were 11 and 11, 11 out of 11. So now that gets extended to 12 out of 12. Uh, talking about streaks as well. Scott Foster extends his CP3 streak. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and, uh, and man, and, and one more, one more stat here. Every Atentacuba brother that's played in the NBA now has a ring. There's three of them. They all Uh-oh. got ring. Uh oh, onto the Koopa is taking over. I know, I know, I know. Lavar Ball is fuming right now. Lavar <laughs> jealous, man. But Jay Hill, what are some initial takeaways you had from this uh, this Bucks performance here? Uh, first takeaway is simply I was wrong. I was wrong for for doubting Giannis. Uh, he he really he really. I mean, from game one where we really questioned. I mean, it was reasonable to question that 1A, 1B, and he just came out the next five games and just put on an absolute clinic, just dominating the games in ways we've never seen before a superstar really do. And uh, just just the level he was playing at, it, it really rubbed off on his teammates. And that was the story on the road in Phoenix and tonight as well. They just fed off his energy, his confidence. Um, and and it, it was it was just amazing to see really that turnaround from from the first two games to game six tonight. Uh, it's just like a whole different team. They really figured out Phoenix. Giannis asserted himself as one of the top three, you know, debatable players right now in the league, to be honest. You know, I feel like one's really up up for debate right now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, just Giannis, just not to take away from his performance, historical night, 50 plus, uh, just doing it. And, and the Bucks fell off of it. And there was nothing really Phoenix could do to stop him. 
Yeah, man. It, it, it really seemed like that out there. It really seemed like there wasn't just there wasn't anything that 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 the Suns could could draw up to even slow down, uh, slow down Giannis out there. It was just feeding on 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 both ends. But one thing that I do I do want to bring up that 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 the Bucks did in in, in particular well that I I thought that you know that they that as very well as a team when you when you can pull this off is is they had you know full court pressure you know all all series they've really been pressing on Chris Paul and and all, all really all over CB3 and something else Junior something that that you've you've uh, uh, said many times you know th- throughout this series and, and you know, even on this pod you, you've said many times that once the Bucks are able to get DeAndre Aiden in foul trouble that opens up the floor to a whole different dimension man and that really allows the Bucks and to be able just to called Frank Kaminsky <laughs> <laughs> but hey Frank the Tank was hooping out there today man don't disrespect yeah, Frank the Tank he did play a lot better I'm sorry <laughs> for cutting you off keep going but 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 yeah so so m- my question to you guys is, is, is that something that, that, that you guys notice as well? You know, how, how, how did you guys feel about, um, um, you know, about them, them getting Aiden in foul trouble and that, and that, that full court pressure is just something that you guys, you guys like to see from the Bucks then? Obviously helped them a lot, you know, but, but I will say though, DeAndre Aiden has progressively gotten worse each game. Like game one, he played pretty well. Game two, he played worse, and like it just it just kept getting worse each, each game. Series. So I didn't, yeah, each series, that's true. Yeah, he he was dominating quite well, you know, uh, when the playoffs started. But even if you look at just this series as a microcosm, he still just kept playing worse and worse each game. So it's tough to it's tough to to, to say. At one point, you were almost thinking like, man, maybe you do want to keep DeAndre Aiden out there because you know with Frank with Frank Kaminsky, at least they know he's not you know that that guy. So they're just not going to feed him. You know what I mean? He'll just maybe clean up some things here and there. But DeAndre Ayton, if he's playing bad, but the team is still feeding him, you're, you're, it's almost a benefit there, right? So, so um, you know, I definitely think it benefits them having it, benefits the Bucks having DeAndre Ayton in foul trouble. But it almost was uh, just a net neutral at that point because DeAndre just wasn't being his regular self. Man, definitely, definitely. Just want to give a quick shout out to Jay. Jay here said in the in, in the chat room that Giannis is so mentally tough that he stayed composed and made free throws when the Suns were going off in the second quarter. Man, Jay, that's crazy. You know that, that that's something that I talked about right in the beginning of this pod is that the fact that Giannis went sixteen for seventeen from the free throw line, ninety four percent. Like that is absolutely insane. So yeah, Jay. You know, shout out to shout out to Giannis being able to stay composed and. We'll still we'll still do an episode on 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 this on this finals MVP. So stay tuned for that. You know, have you have your ears peeled for that. But I mean, <laughs> me and Jenna were talking. He's against. It, I was about to say, you know, it, it it's tough to make a case against. You know, me and Jenna were talking about it in the mid, in, in the middle of the game. We were like, man, Giannis kept them in in the series when they were down those first two games. Giannis kept gave the bucks gave the bucks uh hope you know so it, it, it's 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 very tough for us to sit here and give it to anyone else besides Giannis, even though chris middleton is the closer on that team do do you guys do you guys disagree would you guys want to give it to chris middleton or is it to you guys is it going to Giannis no matter what uh, to me it's Giannis no matter what what you think jay hill yeah Giannis, no matter what i mean he, he dominated the series on both ends of the floor uh, made his teammates better was getting assists at the beginning of the series when he was, didn't have it going uh, offensively, like scoring the ball. So it's Giannis all the way. Man. 
Okay. Yeah. See, Jay also agrees with us. He has Giannis 100%. Uh, hey, uh, Monty, uh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Let us know. Uh, let us know who you got. Uh, who you got winning the finals MVP? Go ahead and let us know in the in the, in the discussion chat room. But go ahead, Jenner. No, I was going to say, and we, we we saw, you know, Chris Middleton really didn't show up for game two. Like Giannis was showing up every single game. He was putting up forty points. They were losing. Like he was he was doing his thing. You know, like not that forty points that lost me. He's doing his thing, but he was consistently putting up points. I mean, I think he averaged like thirty five points a game over the series. That's that's pretty crazy. He had multiple. 40 and 10 games as well. Like that's, you do that, you got to win the finals MVP. Man, definitely. So guys, um, we, we, we have to get to, I guess, the elephant in the room. <laughs> the, the big, the biggest elephant in the room, especially for me here. My guy that I've not gave up on, that me and Jay Hill, we were rocking on him in the beginning of the, the playoffs, but then Jay Hill jumped off the bandwagon early. <laughs> He jumped off the bandwagon early, and not, and I was left, man. I was left. I was left, and I bought low on the Devin Booker stock, guys. Devin Booker, what happened? We have to talk about the elephant in the room. Out of all the games, you know, he's putting 40-point games, 42-point games. You know, he's out there serving. He chooses not to show up this game. He chooses to go – he chooses to, to have 19 points, six turnovers, only shoot – only gets to the free throw line three times, so really didn't play nearly as aggressive as he needed to. Went 0 for 7 from from a three-point land and 8 from 22 from the field. So absolutely horrific, horrific performance. Junior, I know you you were uh you were happy to see Devin Booker play this. No, nah, no, nah, we're not so, gonna go that far. Like <laughs> so Junior, just, how are you feeling? I look like now I don't even want to bag on new books. So you already know my deal. Like I felt like the Suns. We're a team that, that you know, they kind of just – I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, they lucked their way into the finals. I don't think they would have beat any of the teams that they played, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Nuggets. I don't think they would have beat them healthy, any of those teams. But uh, but but that's neither here nor there. The book's a star, but but I do feel that um, maybe, maybe we propelled them into superstardom a little too early. Like, can we say that? Uh, we, we do, we do talk about him or some people do talk about him as kind of that Kobe disciple, but, uh, maybe look at Giannis, right? Uh, you remember Kobe challenged him to win MVP. He won. Then he challenged him to win a title. Now he won too. You know, that's kind of mission complete right there. But, uh, D book is a star on his own. Of course he is. I can't deny that, but I don't, I, before the season, the series started, I said, he's not better than Giannis or Tentacumpo. And I stand by that. Giannis went out and did his thing, you know, like, he, 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 he realized where he wasn't good free throws. He got that taken care of tonight. You know, when it, when it mattered, he show up, he showed up and, and when it mattered the most, the book did. That's not to say that's, you know, I'm not going to say, Oh, the book's horrible. And he's a choker. It's his first playoffs ever. And he's like 24, or 25, right? Like props to him to even get this far, but I can't, I can't put him in the same level as Giannis. He's maybe like, I'd say he's like a tier below the Giannis's and, you know, the Lucas, that, that, that tier of player. Definitely. Jay Hill, how are you feeling about this uh, D-Book performance out here, man? Yeah, D-Book certainly let us down, John. And, you know, the thing is, uh, I think it was a little premature of us to, to anoint D-Book as definitely the Kobe disciple, but, uh, just simply the fact that maybe he wasn't ready. It, like Junior said, they had a lot of fortune going their way, getting to the finals. 
And you kind of look back and think, was it the role players or who was it really? Was it Chris Paul or was it Cameron Payne, you know, in the first round? And then moving forward, who was really getting it done? I felt like the role players and DeAndre Ayton were really helping. And and maybe D-Book was getting a lot of the credit that more credit than he deserved at that point. But I mean, uh, I think it's some something that D-Book has got to look back on that going minus 15 in an elimination game. He has to look back at him and, and, you know, have that drive. We don't know the future of CP3 uh, either. So that's kind of a question mark. But yeah, I mean, if you want to be a superstar, you can't have that performance in, a, in an elimination game. And that's the story. That's all I got to say about that D-Book performance. Let down. Let down to say the least. I did jump ship, but I had Giannis being the best, better player uh, at the end of the at the end of the day. So that's unfortunate. Wow, man. And Jay, Jay in the in the in the chat room as well. He said, you know, it's Booker's first finals and nerves got to him. And that's fair, honestly. I mean, seeing a lot of great players go to the finals the first time and lose. I mean, I think LeBron went to the finals two times before he finally won one. So you see there's there's lots of great players that go through it. And, you know, I'm sure – and D-Book's a worker. I'm sure he'll be back in the gym, you know, first thing tomorrow. If not tomorrow, then, you know, Friday or Thursday and 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 and, and pick it up and be back in there trying to improve, you know, trying to make another run. Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm sure D-Book is, is going to use this as, as feel, man. You know, I know people uh, like how we said, you know, we shouldn't have – put him as, as the Kobe Bryant disciple, but, you know, people have, people have always try to make that, uh, that analogy and, you know, and Devin Booker, if, if he ever, if he wants that to be true now more than ever, he, you know, he needs to prove that Kobe more than anyone would tell him, take that as motivation work and come back and, and, and come back the following year. You know, I, I like to think back to that, to that 08 year that the Celtics beat the Lakers and I don't know, Kobe said that was one of the worst losses that he's ever took, and you know he went went home, worked on his game, came back and won that and won that 2010 year, man. So De- Devin Booker's got to put that in his uh, motivational bag. Let, let me ask you, let me ask you guys something, and this goes for everybody out there in, in the in the green room chat as well. Jay and Dimitric, like if you guys want to answer, please jump in. But what happens with Chris Paul now? Does he get a bag somewhere else? Does he get a bag with Phoenix? What's happening with him now? Did he earn it? I mean, he's, he is 36, right? Yeah. See, that's the problem. I mean, the way he played, he played like he, he, he should get a bag. But then – Did I, he, though? Mm, yeah, to, to get them there. To, to even get the Suns to the finals, dog, that, that, that in, in itself deserves a bag. But what team is really going to take a risk on a 36-year-old, you know, Chris Paul? I, I don't think that he, he can be – this dominant for two plus years. I don't think so. Jay Hill, how are you feeling about this Chris Paul dilemma? Yeah, absolutely not. I think they're going to sign him to maybe a one or two year deal, but I think he's definitely staying in Phoenix. Uh, just the season they had, I think he's got to just consider running it back because the grass won't always be greener, especially at his age. Uh, he, he's got to run it back in Phoenix. Uh, D books hungry. That whole, that whole young squad's hungry. So I'm thinking he's staying for at least a year or two. So he's got a player option this year mm-hmm. um, to answer, to answer uh, Jay's question. Yes. If he's a free agent. So he's got a player option this year. He could be making $44 million next year. If he opts into his player option. Wow. Um, I don't know if he's going to get more than that anywhere else. That's, that's the difficult part. Like 
44 million is quite a bit of money. Uh, Dimitri thinks he's going to get three years, a hundred mil. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I mean, that's 33, that's 33 million a year. Yeah. I don't know if he's willing to take that pay cut, right? Like, him, to that's opt, a huge pay cut. He'd have to opt out and imagine that he's going to sign something. Or, you know, I guess that's like, that's a pay cut in a sense, but in another sense, he's guaranteeing three years as opposed to just having one more year, right? Jay thinks his body's going to, is going to, is going to break down in the playoffs. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. We saw him definitely deteriorate a little bit and he does have that, he does have that, that, that age behind him, but it's, 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 it's tough to say. It's tough to say. I just don't know who would be giving it to him. Hey, 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 Dimitri, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're on the podcast as well. So, uh, we're, we're recording on the podcast end. So if, if we were to, to, uh, allow people to speak the podcast listeners who, who were to listen from Apple podcasts and Spotify later on, wouldn't be able to, uh, to, 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 to know what you said. So in order for you to interact, we would appreciate it if you just add anything to the discussion chat and we'll go ahead and let all the, uh, all the listeners know on the, on the podcast listeners that, uh, w- what you said. So, uh, if you have any, any, anything to chime in, we, we would appreciate that very much. So guys, um, one thing that, w- another negative thing that I wanted to talk about with the, with the Suns, something that I noticed in the first half was that there was, there was no Giannis, there, there was no Giannis wall, right? Like I, I didn't really see the, the, uh, the, the Suns setting that Giannis, that, that Giannis wall. As a matter of fact, at halftime, out of Giannis, the 10 shots that he had, nine of them were in the paint and five of them were in the restricted zone. So, so that means that Giannis was getting in there with no, no debate, man. And I think that, you know, when you're going to play a team like the Bucks, that's one thing that you absolutely have to have. You have to have that Giannis wall, right? When you're playing a, a, a team like the Suns, something you absolutely have to have is you have to be, um, be able to guard the pick and roll or be able to at least – somewhat guard the pick and roll man and the the, the sun's just we're embarrassing out there in the paint man so is that is that something that you guys notice as well or how did you guys feel about that sun's defense in the first half yeah I, yeah they just had no answer all night and it was it was their defense yes but i think just Giannis was playing at such a high level uh his activity on the glass um there was really no stopping him. It didn't matter what kind of defense they threw at him, honestly. The only time that they really stopped him was when they obviously prayed for it, and Jeff Van Gundy said it was he settled for that mid-range shot. Other than that, going to the basket, no one's stopping him. Uh, and if he was, the good thing, that the trend that he'd been following all series long and throughout as the playoffs progressed is if he didn't have anything at the rim, he was really, really making a concerted effort to get it to his teammates and creating more ball movement, which led to better shots um, as the series progressed. And I think that's why they were so uh, successful um, as, as an offensive unit um, later in the series, and especially towards the end of game, uh, of game five and tonight as well. They continued that trend of moving the ball. And just it was either Giannis was getting his own or getting someone else. So unstoppable, really. Man, it, Giannis really was just uh... – Having a, a, a unstoppable performance, but something that I, I went I wanted to ask you guys about: How did you guys feel about Mikael Bridges' performance? Because you know we can't expect much from a role player, but then again, you know role players are huge in the in the in the NBA Finals that they they win you a lot of games in in these uh, in, in the finals when you know star players need need that break. I personally 
was a bit disappointed. I'm expecting more than seven points from Mikael Bridges when the games that we saw the Suns uh, excel in, he had anywhere uh, from 14 and up. So I'm expecting more from Mikael Bridges. How are you guys feeling about Mikael Bridges and his performance? I think it's fair to expect more than seven points, but at the same time, I'm not going to go ahead and and place too much blame on him because he's a role player. You know, like you want your role players to come through, but at the same time, you cannot ever be leaning on your role players. If you lean on your role players, you're going to fall into a trap and it's just going to be, you're just going to, you're going to be, it's just going to be a world of hurt if, 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 if you're expecting your role players to do what your superstars aren't doing. And that's what happened with the Suns today. Definitely. Jay Hill, how you feeling about Mikael? Yeah, Junior nailed it on the head. I mean, you were, you don't rely on your role players, especially on the road. And uh, if that's what they were doing, then, you know, that's an L waiting to happen. You rely on Devin Booker and he gave you eight for 22. Uh, so, so yeah, you can't blame it on the role player. Yeah, you, you, you really can. You know, start, big games like this, star players need, need to show up. So, Guys, you know, as we uh, as we, as we start to wrap up here, uh, one of the one of the last questions that I want I want to ask you guys uh, regarding the Suns and you know how much like how much they really let down a, 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 as a team, you know, and especially especially Devin Booker, Jay Hill. You just mentioned J, uh, Devin Booker going eight for twenty two from the field. Uh, Jalen Rose at halftime, he mentioned that Devin Booker was not being aggressive enough. So I was like, okay, let me look at the let me look at the box score, and I saw that he only had four points, but he was two for nine. You know, with Devin Booker being your best player, you know, Jay Hill, you just talked about it in those games, in the game six and seven. You need your star player to to get it to get it done, man. And he clearly what you know, it clearly wasn't his day. It clearly wasn't going in. Would you like to see him shoot shoot his way out of the slump, or 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 what would you do? Because that is your best player. Because so if he gets going, you know you're in a very good shape. But if he keeps if he keeps missing, he's shooting your whole team out of the game. So Jay Hill, how do you, how do you feel about Devin Booker? Would you like him for him to be more aggressive, even if he's not having a good game? Absolutely. Uh, it's it's closing time. It's an elimination game. He's your star player. We talked about him being the best player in the playoffs, let alone on his team. He's their go-to option. So you gotta you gotta live with D Book taking his shots, uh, trying to be aggressive, and, and and you'll live with that all day. If you're Monty Williams, if you're the Suns, you have total confidence in and D Book taking his shots, even if they ain't going in. You know you're gonna live by that rather than you know what Jalen Rose uh, said, like you said. Uh, if he's not being aggressive, they're going to lose regardless because um, he can make the shot, but he can also get his uh, teammates involved. But if he's not being aggressive, the defense is not going to respect it. They're just going to cover their own guys. So, um, yeah, you'll live with D-Book closing it out and missing or making. And, and another thing, too, like D-Book's, D-Book's a bucket. You know what I mean? Like he's a bucket. Like who, if he's not being aggressive, who is? Mikhail Bridges? Uh, campaign, Camp Johnson, because then you run into the same problem that we just talked about, right? Then you're relying on your superstars to get you a point. Somebody needs to go out there and get those points. Who else but Devin Booker, right? Uh, like, it has to be him. He's the one who, not only is he the best player, he can create the most shots on that team, right? So, so it has to be him. It has to be him. Yeah, D book. I definitely agree. I, I definitely think that D book's got to do what it takes. You know, if he if he's in a shooting slump, shoot your way out of it, man, because 
you're you, you're the star player. You're supposed to lead us to the promised land. And Jay here mentioned that it's hard for D book to be aggressive when Giannis is blocking everything. For real, yeah. Jay. Uh, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> for real, Jay. <laughs> Giannis was getting it done. It's hard for anybody to be aggressive, but you just got to keep going. You know, like that's, that's, it's all about that persistence. That's what's going to separate the good from the great. Man, you know? definitely, definitely. So, all right, guys. So I, I think you guys know what time it is, baby. I mean, we, we talked about the Suns, yeah. we talked about the bugs and I think y'all know what time it is. It's time to get to the favorite segment on his pod, the closing segment. Jay Hill ready. Yes. The player Jay Hill right now is down oh. to, Oh, he's lost the let's last go. two weeks. So let's get, let's get it. Baby. We have three <laughs> players. Y'all know the rules, three players. And I will get, I will list a couple of their accomplishments. And then you guys have a guess. You guys have two guesses. You can blurt out all your guesses if you want all at once. But if you blurt them out, then you smoke them. Y'all got the rules? Okay. Yeah. Get it. Okay, let's do it. Hey, Jay, I know, I, I know you're in the green room, Jay. If you, if you hit the chat quick enough, I, I, I'll give you the point. <laughs> I'll give you the point, Jay. <laughs> all right, guys. So here we go. Here we go. First player. Okay. He is a... 10-time All-Star. He is a 1993 All-Star MVP. He's a two-time... No. Ooh, all right. He's a two-time NBA first team. He's a nine-time NBA assist leader. John Stockton? Yep. Woo! My boy was ready. Let's go. Let's go. There you go. There you go. All right. All right, let's You'll go, Jay Hill. I You'll see you. I see you. I see you, Jay. Jay Hill came ready. Jay Hill came ready. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, Jay. Jay, Jay said Charles Barkley. I like. I like that. I like that. that. One, Jay. That's a good guess. That's a good, That's guess. A good, That's a good guess. guess. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I probably would have guessed that if I wouldn't have gotten that mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. All right, next player. Next player. He's an eight-time All Star. He's a two-time NBA First Team. Six all-time in made threes, but don't let that fool you. Are you ready for this last one? Yeah. He became very famously known in the two in, in an event in the 2000s. Vince Carter. Yes. Ah. Uh, hey, Jay got it too. Jay got they it too. Was ready. JK, hey, no, shout out to shout out. Shout hey, out shout out Jay. Shout out Jay. Okay, all right, all right. Last player here, guys. Last player. We got, he's a four-time All-Star. He's a three-time NBA assist leader. He became famous and most notoriously known on the Boston Celtics. Roger Rondo. Roger Rondo. Oh, yeah. All right, that's all good. <laughs> that's all good. That's all good. There you go. Okay. That's a good. Jay Hill got himself a job. Okay. Okay. I see you, man. Okay, that was a, that was that was very fun, that was man. A fun one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. So, guys, man, as we as as we wrap up here, any any last words you guys want to say here for the fans, or anything you guys want to say here as the NBA season uh, uh wraps up? Season is done, but now it's off season time and looking forward to next season. You know, that's, 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 that's what it is. Appreciate you all throughout the season. Appreciate Jay here copping on for the second pod in a row. Uh, talking about Jay in the green room, Jay Hill too, but talking about Jay in the green room here, really appreciate him coming on here for the second pod in a row. And, uh, 
and <laughs> Scott Foster and Finals MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but uh, no, just appreciate y'all. Excited for you know just the off season and keep keep everything going. The off season. Let's do yeah. it, Jay Hill. Yeah, man. What can I say? It was an amazing fine, uh, amazing season. Amazing finals. Um, yeah, shout out Jay in the chat. And I mean, I think it's going to be an even better season um, next year with everything kind of settled. Fans back in the arena. I think it's just a, a taste. I think we got real, real, real good basketball in the future. I mean, I think the league's in good hands. So shout out Giannis, his first, first and finals MVP, first championship, man. Good for him. Good for Giannis, man. So hey, now he got hey, just real quick though, he got that title in Milwaukee. Now he's got to follow the steps of Kareem. You already know. Kareem got the title of Milwaukee and he went to go make his legacy somewhere else. I'm just saying. <laughs> so nah, I'm there you there, there you have it though, man. Thank you, everybody that's tuned in, man. Whether you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Green Room, man, we appreciate all all of you guys, man. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. It is at Clutch Talk One. Get at us, man. We got episode updates and everything on there, man. Hey, the off season, we got a lot cooking up over here at Clutch Talk, man. So stay tuned. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and we out here, baby. Clutch Talk out. Peace. Peace. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. <laughs> Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.